What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Emerson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you today? Good morning. Uh, Doing well. I hope uh, everyone had a good Father's Day yesterday. I hope everyone did too. Uh, I think that uh, it's one of those days where it kind of goes, well, it's toxic masculinity, isn't it? Right? We can't really talk about that. So, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's just, you know, we have to be politically correct around here. It's toxic masculinity to talk about Father's Day. So, mm, um, mm. <laughs> what a joke. What an absolute joke. So, no, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Hope all of you have a fantastic day. So, I suppose we might as well start with it. Uh, let's start with the Tulsa rally. So like today, we're not going to get into politics. Uh, just to give you kind of an idea of what's coming up later today. Uh, we're going to do home security today. We did it not too long ago, maybe about a month ago, a month and a half ago, something like that. I, I can't really remember. But we're just doing a simple refresher. We're covering the points we covered before, and we're going to cover them again because now's a great time to get into home security. Start thinking about home security if you haven't already, because if you notice things that are happening in the cities, that's only going to go on for so long. So uh, they will make it to the suburbs sooner or later. Now's the time to be thinking about home security. We're going to talk about that with Marty later on today. But this morning, let's talk about the Tulsa rally. The New York Times, right? (laughs) Now, I watched a little bit of the Tulsa rally last night. It was hilarious, by the way. The New York Times, they're saying that uh, the Tulsa rally fizzles out as seats go empty. All I'm seeing are empty seats, and they're showing like one section. So... Mm -hmm. Was it an actual empty place? Because when I was watching, it didn't look like it. I mean, and I saw the camera being pulled back. It's not like it was just a a focused in on the podium shot. I mean, I saw the camera being pulled back and I've seen other shots. And typically what the media will do, they will show like the one shot that we're seeing. They will show one section and then they'll say, well, yeah, the the seats are empty, like, like what they're doing now. But what they'll also do is they will like they did on Inauguration Day, they'll take photos at like 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning when only a couple thousand people are there. When in reality, they had bigger crowds there than than Obama, but they didn't take any pictures. They didn't have any video. So is that what they did here? Is that what they're doing here in all this? Are they are they showing photos and, and things like that before he got there? And then they're showing this one section after he's up there on stage. Is that what they're doing? Well, it's possible with the narrative they're trying to push. There wasn't uh, like the stadium wasn't packed, right? People are still terrified of coronavirus, apparently. But, you know, it was third capacity, I believe. So they had uh, over 6,000 there. And if you if you look at the media, you, you look at the way they word it. And it's like they put it in a negative light. But mm-hmm. it's interesting because they were saying you're all going to die if you go to the rally and they're bashing him. And now they have to bash Trump because people didn't show up. So, yeah, you were saying they were all going to die because of coronavirus. And now it's going to be this huge spread. And then people don't show up. And now it's, well, Trump sucks. You know, he failed. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm seeing some photos here. It's like they, uh, they, they've they got like they'll show a, like the empty section with him standing on stage, you know, the upper tier, like the upper uh, mezzanine. They'll, they'll show that that's empty. And then they'll show another section uh, that's just up there with maybe, you know, I don't know, 150, 200 empty seats. And then they go to a shot outside of 
medical workers that are standing there at empty turnstiles. <laughs> so there's no one there. Like they've got the gates and everything up. So there's nobody there. So it makes it look like there's no one there. And then they'll yeah. cut to they'll cut to a scene of the protesters that were paid $250 a head to be there. Right. They'll cut to those. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to a guy sitting on a sidewalk with two other people and they're playing cards they're all in their Trump shirts. And they're, they're, one guy's got a Gazan flag wrapped around him. And uh, the guy in the background has the Confederate flag. He's waving up and down. You see how they're doing this? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We don't even know if that guy was a Trump supporter to begin with. It could right. easily be a protester. Right. Paid. So, yeah, they're saying that, uh, you know, the, as President Trump attempts to revive his reelection campaign, it sputtered badly on Saturday night as he traveled to Tulsa for his first mass rally in months and found a far smaller crowd than his aides had promised him and then delivered a disjointed speech that did not address the multiple crises facing the nation or scandals battering him in Washington. OK, <laughs> OK, OK. So let's take this one. At a time. These people are. Oh, they're so laughing. They're pathetic. For God's mm-hmm. sake, they're pathetic. OK, multiple crises facing the nation. You have a group of people out there calling for the overthrow of the United States government violently, if necessary. Mm-hmm. OK, they're out there tearing down our national monuments. They've taken over parts of a city and they're trying to do it in other parts. And that's all coming from one side. And those are multiple crises that somehow Trump is responsible for. Mm-hmm. How about that's mm-hmm. your sick, dying system? How about that's what that is? And <laughs> and multiple scandals battering him in Washington. You mean every scandal you tried to throw at him and you couldn't get him on anything? All that stuff. Is that what you mean? Yeah. How about that? You know, I he saw did thing address. Today. Go ahead. He did address uh, important things that are that are um, plaguing the nation right now. Mm-hmm. And one of them was the media. <laughs> he did. But I watched I watched anyway. that part of it. Yeah, he did. And it was it was so stupid, though. I mean, he was bashing the media. So I can understand why they're uh, why they're making him look like this t- today. So, I mean, I get it because he was not kind to the media in that speech. If you saw it, he was not kind to that at all. But uh, it was funny nonetheless. Like I said, we're talking about uh, like these multiple crises and, and all that stuff that are facing the nation. You know, I saw another one of these garbage celebrities come out today and it was a it was a video and it was it was Michael Douglas. Right. And you know who he is. Right. He's, he's the actor. He's been around for a long time. He, he comes out now and he says, well, I mean, he made points. He made like this eight minute video. It's up there. It's probably on YouTube. You can go find it. But he made all these points about how politicians are disconnected from the voters and they don't listen to the constituents and they're all corrupt and all this stuff, which that part's right. However, he turns around and says, well, the system has to go. The system's corrupt. No, 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 no. See, we have a misunderstanding here. See, we agree that the system is in trouble. The reason that the system is in trouble in America is not because of the system. That's not the problem. The system works fine. The problem is the corruption in the system. There's a difference here because you have corrupt enterprises and lobbyists and and the rest of this stuff in the system and they're operating within that system and it's become so corrupt. That doesn't mean you get rid of the system. I'm a firm believer in the fact of the system works. It works. It's not perfect. It's got a lot of problems. Sure. No system's perfect. But just because you have corrupt people in there, that doesn't mean you overthrow the system. We created a system in the United States. The founders were so ingenious when they came up with this. And they created the system in the United States that decentralizes power. See, this is why they want to overthrow it. It decentralizes power. We took a monarchy 
and we deconstructed it back into a system of checks and balances so no one can become an authoritarian. You can't have an authoritative system within the confines of the American system as it's originally intended. It's not possible. That's why it was created. That's why it's ingenious. So we've drifted so far away from that that we've gotten to this point. And now you've got people out there on the surface that are just saying, well, we got to get rid of the system because the system failed. The system failed because we continuously ignored it and we allowed the corruption to spread. That's how it failed. It's not because the system itself is flawed. The system itself produces. Look at the amount of wealth that the United States has created. We didn't steal that. We created it. How did we create that? We created it because capitalism and the free market system is a good example of what happens when you leave people the hell alone. This is why socialism and, and you know, uh, communism and fascism, all, all this stuff, right? All, all these authoritative systems. This is why that has to be forced, because people don't vote for that kind of stuff. They, they, they don't they don't vote for that. You might lure a few dupes and, and idiots into all that stuff. Sure. But those systems have to be forced because no one will accept that way of living because you're putting so many restrictions on people. And so you have to smash down on it with an iron fist. And so you end up with a with a majority party rule in a direct democracy. You hear a lot of that term now, direct democracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would like to, to add into this. I would like to challenge the listener to find a better system than our foundational goals. All men are created equal and are endowed by their creator, certain inalienable rights. I would challenge you to find something better than that. Anyway, go ahead. That's a good point you make. Like I said, it's not perfect. It's got a lot of problems, but you know, it's certainly better. It's, it's produced more. I mean, the United States has produced more wealth and prosperity and, and art and culture than the rest of the world combined in the last 250 years. Now, why is that? What? Why is that? If we've produced, and we're, we were only 4% of the world's population. Now, 4% of the world's population held more than half of the world's wealth. How in the hell is that possible? How's that possible? We didn't steal it. We didn't steal it. And I reject the notion of anyone that says that. We didn't steal it. We created it. Why? Because we had a system of decentralization. We allowed the market to work. We allowed people to govern themselves. So would you trust a system of self-rule with these fools out there in the streets now? I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't. But a self-governing society will fix that problem, won't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Trump rally. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Global warming. Yeah, let's talk some global warming. What's going on? There's a there's a heat wave hitting uh, hitting an Arctic area in Russia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. Uh, they've seen temperatures of 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Uh, now you would think uh, this this particular location. Um, uh, Verkhoyansk. I, I don't know how you're supposed to say it. Anyway. They typically see ranges of, uh, this is the records, all right, at negative 90 degrees Fahrenheit, and the previous high was 98.96 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, obviously, you'll note that it's really only, what, a two degree, well, one point, uh, what, four, four, roughly, degree uh, increase, somewhere in that range. Uh, So it's not substantially big, and... Uh, whatnot, but we, we are coming out of a high, um, what, what the sol- solar maximum, we're going into a solar minimum. Mm-hmm. So not, not really surprising. Expect to see colder temperatures in the coming days because 
what was it NASA said about that solar minimum there or the Dalton minimum, whatever they called it? Uh, we're headed back into a f- not technically a quote mini ice age, but we're headed back into a colder period. Yes. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be a colder period. But yeah, it, it, really, it's only it's only going to be a few degrees cooler, really. I mean, I, I don't know what the the average temperatures uh, drop you'll see, but it's just, uh, you know, there's not going to be as much solar activity, right? It, it's going to be, you know, as far as like solar flares and sunspots and that sort of thing, they're, they're um, that, that part of the solar minimum. They're, they're not as active. So what you're telling me is, is it's not man-made? Is, is that, is that essentially what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely not man-made. Um, this is definitely a natural cycle that, um, happens every what, 11 years or so. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have to admit, I'm curious to see how cold it's going to get. Are we going to start seeing those, uh, those three feet snowstorms, those blizzards again every year? Is that how it's going to be? I don't know. Maybe. I, I guess it's possible you would see that. It also depends on, uh, we have other things affecting climate as well, as far as like the polar shift. During the polar shift, the the magnetic field is going to be weakened. Even though we're at a solar minimum or going into a solar minimum, the magnetic field being weakened means any kind of solar activity will be intensified because the magnetic field isn't shielding us from that as as strongly. So it is possible we'll still see higher temperatures, uh, extreme weather events, you know, that, that kind of thing. It, it may still be fairly common. We may not see the huge snowstorms. We may see really massive snowstorms. Uh, the thing is, is the climate models can't accurately predict those things. There's too many different variables and whatnot. So the scientists saying, oh, you know, because of climate change in 100 years, we're going to see X, Y, and Z. They don't have a clue because there's so many different factors in with this that you can't really predict it. I thought the science was settled, though. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, isn't that, isn't science is never told? settled. Sci- as, science, uh, yeah, science, science is always settled. Yeah. That's what we're told. Yeah. So, I mean, don't you believe yeah. it? <laughs> right. All right. And as we've noted, it's not, it's never settled. Um, it's, you know, one of the things like uh, E equals MC squared, you know, uh-huh. that is constantly being challenged yep. when you get into astronomical things, you know, like... Um, um, you know, black holes and that kind of thing even challenges that theory and our understanding of the quantum, uh, quantum level and everything. So yeah, everything's, everything is up for, um, reevaluation. Einstein's theory of relativity. He called it a mm-hmm. theory because it's a mm-hmm. theory. It's not proven. Yep. It's, it's constantly being used as a reference point, even up till, till now. And scientists are always mm-hmm. trying to go through and, and work on it to try and either prove it or disprove it because it's a theory. That's the point. Okay, let's get over to, I love CNN polls, man. I, I love this. This is hot off the wire, right? Five minutes ago. Okay, this is, a, this is a poll saying Joe Biden is leading President Donald Trump 48% to 35%. Do you believe that? I don't. No, I, I don't believe that. not for a second. It says that this is a uh, IPSOS poll. Actually, it's a Reuters poll. Uh, it finds that uh, former Vice President Joe Biden leads Donald Trump 48 to 35. Biden, I see what what's the point? Even though the national polls were accurate in 2016, they were not. They were not. <laughs> <laughs> they were way off. They were way off. Exactly. One of the complaints I hear most often about the polls is that Trump supporters are either lying or or won't talk to pollsters. I wouldn't talk to a pollster either. Or I'd tell them the opposite of what they wanted to hear. So I guess I fit in that category, don't I? Mm-hmm. Polls like IPSOS get around the argument because they use machines or they're oh. done online to con- or to conduct interviews. Uh, there's no reason to lie to a machine. 
right? Oh. Yeah, there's no reason to lie to a machine. If Trump was doing significantly uh-huh. better in these non-live interview polls, then the critics of the polls may have a point. Uh-huh. So, all uh-huh. right, let's see how many, see, how many people they poll. Uh, uh, yeah, let's look at the methodology because that's always my complaint with these is, oh, yeah, we, we, we totally did a fair poll and we actually only polled a thousand people and 70% of them were left-leaning. But, you know, the worst you part know, about this? He's, he's ahead 14%. Yeah. You know, the worst part about this, they don't actually list the, usually at the end of that, whatever it is, when they put out a poll, uh-huh. usually at the end of it, they list how many people they polled, what time of day, you know, what demographic, that kind of stuff. Uh, they don't list how they did that in this poll. It's not there. Um, that is illegal, I believe. I'm pretty sure you're required by law to list that. So, yeah, they, they don't they don't put that. But interesting. Um, might, uh, yeah. Anyway, be a, I just uh, Trump. I, yeah, I just had a thought. I, I just had a thought. Yeah, what's that? The, all those empty seats we saw at the uh, the Tulsa rally, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it above the DNC to buy those tickets and then not have people show up. What do you think? Was it was it a paid thing? Well, yeah, they had, they had to buy tickets, right? People had to buy tickets to it, didn't they? I, I guess I, I actually. Or you have don't to reserve that, tickets, uh, even if they're not, even if they don't cost that. You have to reserve the tickets, right? You know that is. I, I okay if that's the case like you you buy tickets and whatnot mm-hmm. I I would not put it past them to do something like that hmm. I just uh, sorry I just put that that's put a, that, thought a, that is an interesting thought that yeah is. yeah because then then the, of course the media is going to be there then they can just turn around they can uh-huh. spin the agenda and say oh look at all the empty seats no one's supporting him well you bought all the uh-huh. tickets <laughs> you bought all the tickets that's so an interesting thought yeah. because if I if I remember right I saw a bunch of people out there in the streets for Trump, but they couldn't get into the event. So they didn't have tickets. If they had all those empty seats in there, don't you think they would want to bring people in that are supporters to try and fill the seats? I mean, wouldn't that make more sense? That's an interesting point. Yeah. Hmm. Just saying. Uh, I'm not spouting conspiracy theories. I'm just looking at how things are. Okay. Everything's going around, all these statues coming down, all this this nonsense from these these screaming adult children, right? They're, They're all doing this. And one of the t- one of the statues that uh, that's been targeted. Now I'm going to cover this this morning because this is you know this hit home because what's going on in mm-hmm. Columbus, Ohio, right? I, I'm from that area, and you see. Well, I'm mean, actually not not native. I'm not natively from Columbus. I lived there for a while, but I'm from further south than that. But the side issue: the city itself is still near and dear to dear to me. The city of Columbus, Ohio, right? They've already said that they're going. That useless mayor up there has already said they're going to take down a statue of Christopher Columbus. By the way, that the city's named in honor of him. Just just saying. So they take down the statue. And what did I say yesterday? It's not about the one thing that they target now. It's about something bigger. So now what's going to happen? Now they're talking about renaming the city. Did you think they were going to stop with just a statue? Is that what you thought? Because they're not. Thousands are hoping to erase the city's connection to the Columbus legacy even further by renaming it to... Are you sitting down? You ready for this, Bruce? Yeah, let's hear it. They're going to rename it to Flavortown. Uh, Is this a satire piece out of The Onion? No, no, this is real. This is real. They're going to do it in honor of uh, the Columbus native, you know, the cooking guy, Guy Fieri, that guy. Uh They're they're going to name Uh it Flavortown in honor of him. So let me get this straight. Uh We're going to we're going to remove the name of a city that's named after the person that discovered America. And we're Uh going to name it to a guy. Nothing against the guy. He's a good cook. I watch his shows sometimes back in the day. Nothing against him. But we're going to rename it to this guy. Uh does anyone else see the problem here? Like th- this, this, um, this handkerchief society, this Kleenex society we're making. 
this this nonsense. The uh, the Columbus mayor uh, Andrew Geithner or Ginther, whatever the hell his name is, right? He announced this week or uh, he's uh, he's going to take the statue down outside City Hall. It'll be placed in storage till the mobs get to the storage building. For many people in our community, that statue represents patriarchy, oppression, and divisiveness. You know something, pal. You know something, pal? I would say that you probably just best described yourself. How about that? How about that? That does not represent our great city. Yes, it does. And we will no longer live in the shadow of our ugly past. You self-righteous piece of garbage. What did I say about history? We have to know history so we understand not to repeat it. That's the point of it. So you have to be in that shadow so you can see what you've done, regardless of it's good or if it's bad, so you understand it. I'm not going to get on a soapbox this morning, but I, I'm just I'm so sick of looking at these these idiots and these people that are going around enabling this neo Maoist revolution, which is what it is. I called it last week when we talked about it. Please go listen to the neo Maoist revolution. This is what they did. They tore down statues. They renamed streets. They renamed towns. They renamed states. That's what they do. You going to rename the whole state of Washington next? I guarantee you that's what they're going to do. I wouldn't put past Washington State because they're they're a bit. Uh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, look what they're allowing out there. Look what look at the look at the mm-hmm. garbage they're allowing out there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, let letting street thugs run the city. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to jump out of here this morning. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, if it's quick. Nothing really. No. No. Okay. Please do give us a follow over on the platform of Parlor if you so choose. Uh, would love to get your feedback. Would love to uh, have some uh, have some good dialogue with with all of you that do listen. Uh, we do appreciate all of you that do listen. We thank you very much. You can follow me over there at janderson3. You can also follow Marty at Marty Foster. Would really love to get your feedback. Thank you for being here this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners for always stopping some more. Please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.